I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. I never realized, Jenny, how much I like public takedowns. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Morning, Jen. Good morning. What's on the agenda today? Anything happening? Nothing today, but I'm a total and complete peace, inner peace. Oh, okay. No, so last, last night I did float therapy. So basically you float in about a foot and a half of heavily salted water. It's like more buoyant than the Dead Sea. So when you were telling me about this, I voiced some concerns. So explain the setup of the room. Well, so they have two different setups. They have pods where you can, like, get into a pod, and it's like a a pod that you, like, fit in and float in. But I did what's called the ocean room, and it's basically a sealed room that you get into, and it's soundproof. And it has, like, stars seven feet above you. So, like, there's, you know, for people who are claustrophobic and stuff, like, it's not tight. So, like, you have, like, a lot of But you're still in a sealed room. I mean, sealed, it's not like, it's, it's waterproof. not watertight. It's not watertight. It's soundproof. That's different than watertight. So the water can flow out of the room? Yes, there's drains so that if it, it happened to get too high, it would drain out. Guys, here's what I said. This is, this is dark into my mental illness here. <laughs> I One thing that drives me crazy about myself is I have an intense fear of, like, I don't like touching surfaces that are underwater so like i get real licked out by pools showers it's something about the porcelain or the plastic Ugh. so the idea of being in a room i don't know number one i would fear that the water mechanism would break that there's no science to back that up <laughs> number Go two on, that next. the drainage <laughs> mechanism would break like do you know how hard it would be to make a watertight room like in a building in brooklyn do you know where i think i get this fear from Stefano mm-hmm. Demira. Okay. He would totally put uh, Marlena <laughs> in a room <laughs> and make it waterproof. It's my soap opera background. I'm beginning to think this comes from. Um, Irrational fear? Imagine that. And I told Jenny, I said, you know, this is 
like I don't want to have this fear. I want to be able to go on vacation like a normal human and go into go into a shower and take a shower instead of standing in the middle like I'm going to catch fire if I touch a side. I don't. First of all, it's not easy being me, guys. With that much salt in the water, like there's no germs. Like salt water is the best thing you can be in, germ wise. Jenny's going. They would clean it. They would clean it. I'm like, it doesn't matter. That's mental illness. It it's definitely matter. cleaner than your bathroom. There's no question. Like, there's they, no... They clean it, after, like, four times a day. The reason I know that this is irrational on my part is because I was thinking about it. Like, what would it take for me to feel comfortable? <laughs> They'd have to set it on fire. They'd have to construct it right in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that business model is not going to make any money. No. <laughs> Amy goes for flow therapy and it costs her 30 grand. <laughs> but can we get back to my experience? Yes, please? go. But it was amazing. Like, it's ama- It's so weird because the water is like the same temperature as your body. So yeah. you don't, and it, because it's so buoyant, you like almost don't feel it. Like, it feels like you're floating in air. Right. It's really cool. Hmm. I highly recommend it. I felt like super calm and relaxed. And of course, like that ended almost instantly when I'm walking outside in Brooklyn. But Jenny walks outside and people are screaming, beeping the horn, you know. There was a police action. All right. So I convinced Jenny to do this episode. We were going to move on to author, author. But I'm like, Jen, I love a good Charlton. Like, I am so excited. So we are doing. Season 6, Episode 10, The Faith Healer. Jen? The description reads, Reverend Edward Danford, a preacher and faith healer, comes to Walnut Grove with his fascinating concept of overcoming all physical adversities with pure faith in God. As his popularity increases, he decides to stay in town permanently. This is like that documentary I watched, The Way Down, with that weird Gwen Chamblin, who was of the Remnant Faith Church in Tennessee, where she was like, just turn over your weight loss to God. Like, just become oh addicted to God. This is like mom's theory of become addicted to lettuce? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is written by our good friend and ex-shop teacher, Dan. <laughs> that look. And um, directed by Maury Dexter. The episode is a piece of trash. The structure of the of episode trash. is a piece no, of trash. It's trash. But it's trash. I liked it. Because I like when they're duped. (laughs) It was good. There were some tantrums thrown. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I'm confusing the two. I jumped ahead and watched Author, Author. The structure of Author, Author is trash. I don't know who who got a hold of that. The structure, I guess the structure of this was okay. But, like, the episode wasn't great. Let's face it. Yeah. Okay. Let's, Let's jump in here, Jenny. We open on some dude from the Divine Church of Salvation. Red flag number one. (laughs) (laughs) Arriving into town at Harriet's behest. Red flag number two. Mm -hmm. And he's in a fancy carriage. Red flag number three. (laughs) So this is Reverend Danforth. And Harriet heard him preaching last month and has been talking him up. Nels tells the, the preacher. I go back and forth between calling him preacher and charlatan. But I will never call him Rev because that's Rev. I call him Evil Rev. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So Nels tells the charlatan to set up his tent down the field from the feed and seed. Chem, we get no manly in this episode. No. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Come and see the charlatan. (laughs) And Eliza Jane's not around either. Are they just not there? No. mm -mm. 
The whole town will be there tonight to hear this sermon. And Nels offers to set him up his tent, but Charlatan says he has assistants coming to help him, and I'm immediately suspicious. Yeah, you have a whole staff. Like, red yeah. flag number five. Why are these guys <laughs> not already suspicious? <laughs> At the Ingalls, Rev Alden is dining with them. And Albert asks if he's going to go see the charlatan tonight. And Rev says, yeah, I am. I, I hear he's quite the evangelist. And Albert then asks if the preacher can really heal people. And Rev says some people have that gift. I have an issue with Rev here. What's your issue? He keeps validating that people can heal people through faith. I mean, he probably believes that. Yeah, he he validates it quite often. I mean, that doesn't mean that this guy is not a shyster, but like he probably generally believes that that is possible. Don't forget how religious these people are. That's true. It's not like the, it's not like they're atheists and this guy rolls into town. That's <laughs> true. Like they heavily believe in these concepts. That's, That's a problem, true. right? That's, That's why yeah. they're easily duped. Okay. And Rev is, can we just say Rev is loaded up on sugar? Wasn't he eating like 10 pieces of pie? <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> but him and Charles talk because Rev is worried he's going to steal his audience. Yeah, Rev's, Char, well, Charles says it first. He's like, I hope that charlatan doesn't take away from the regular church. And Carolyn assures Rev that he has the loyalty of the home, whole town. But Rev's like, mm, not mm. of Harriet, the bitch. Nope. Jenny, not of ha- not of the whole town. It turns out she's so awful, Harriet. <laughs> I can't. So Albert brilliantly points out that Mrs. Olson probably invited this preacher dude to town because he needs more. She needs more than one service every Sunday to be forgiven for the shit that she has done. This kid knows what's up. Albert is going to usurp Laura as my favorite character. He knows what the fuck's going he on. He is amazing. And he knows these guys are all going to get duped. Because mm-hmm. he, he's seen it. He's seen it in his in his like tough life growing up on the streets of the city. He's yep. seen this before. Yep. He is worldly. Mm-hmm. And street smart. Yes. Now we're at church services with Evil Rev. And in a tent, there's some children in the corn in the front seat. <laughs> and it's all fire and brimstone. <laughs> He's preaching, when you come to the Lord, let him decide who you are and what you're worth. And I just wrote, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to suffer. I just suffer. wrote, what could possibly go wrong here? <laughs> well, and can I just say up front on this episode, that these type of people who take advantage of sick people in this way... Are, like, there's a special place in hell for these people. Um, this is yes. awful. Yes. And it goes on all the time today. Yes. And it's kind of why I hate psychics, mediums, yep. Yep. and we casinos. Yep, we talked about this before. <laughs> That's a weird group. I don't know why casinos. Because <laughs> I feel like they take, they take advantage of the financially weak. No? I mean, not that I'm sticking up for casinos, don't get me wrong. But like, Jenny loves casinos. They're, but they're not praying, like, they're not coming to your town and being like, you don't have to but suffer. It's a, like, it's a rigged game. Of course it is. And they're more than happy to take those social security checks. So do you feel the same way about the lottery? I think you do. No, I don't, because the lottery benefits older Pennsylvanians. And I have seen that happen. The lottery in Pennsylvania, okay. guys benefits older pennsylvanians and i've seen this because when graham was older 
she was able to get a rent rebate every year, and that was paid for by the lottery. Hmm. So. All right. The lottery's so, okay. Mediums I have a real problem with. Because I feel like, like that and, like, the the faith healers and stuff are preying on, like. Vulnerable. Your your weaknesses. Yeah. Like, oh, this person's dead and you're, you're yep. in this horrible grief and you want to talk to them. Like, here's the answer. Or you have yep. this horrible disease and you, you know, I feel like casinos aren't taking it to that level <laughs> they're not like heal your cancer at our slot machine i know i get it though like it, it's a rigged thing but i don't think that's a secret that it's rigged it's just icky it's icky it's icky okay. sure definitely icky jenny did you notice speaking of taking advantage that those those dudes with the collection baskets were working yep. hard yep. and i want to talk to you about the collection baskets do you remember and mm-hmm. we probably hit on this before do you remember they would print in the bulletin in church how much you gave? Yep. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. Wow. I talk about that all the time. People are mm. stunned when I say that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Like print, like every year it would come out, like around Christmas, I think. No, they would the print it every week. Did they print it every week? They would print like the top 10 people every No, there week. was, but I think once a year they printed everyone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Like wow. you are shaming people who, who may not have money to do may this. not have money, but believe way more than the people who do. Yeah, it's just such like I it's mean, really bad. You know, it's I mean, really we, bad. we could spend an hour and a half talking about all the problems I have with the Catholic. I group. should have put a trigger warning at the beginning. Of this. If you are slightly <laughs> religious, don't even watch <laughs> or don't even listen. Okay, Jen. So he's doing some like television evangelist shit, like fire and brimstone, you know, whatever. And he's like, who will be the first to come forward and let God show you his divine healing? And, of course, there's a woman in a wheelchair. They're plants. They're obvious plants. And I love how, like, Rev and Doc are, like, shooting glances in the back. Oh, Rev and Doc are onto this. But they're not completely, like, they, because their mind can't can't comprehend this level of, like, of evil. Like, this level of, like. Deception. um, Yes. So (gasps) they they know. a Decepticon. Okay. So they know something's up, right? Like, they know something's off and not right, but, like, they can't take it to the place. And we see Doc say something about this later. Like, they can't take it to the place of, like, they've planted well people in the audience. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because Doc talks later about, well, I'd have to examine them to see if they're actually healed. Yes. It's like, no, 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 they were never sick. (laughs) Yes. Like, they they can't take it that far that somebody would actually do this. I think... No, I think Doc says he would have to examine them to make sure they were sick in the first place. No, I think he said I'd have to examine them to make sure they're healed. Okay. All right. Okay. Which is like... Yeah. So this woman in this wheelchair gets wheeled up there. And he's like, do you believe in God? Do you want God? Is You know, whatever. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. And then he's like, stand. This There's a scene like this in Midnight Mass. Stand, stand. But except he is in Midnight Mass, the preacher is evil and taken over by a vampire. So wow. it's a little different. Okay. Wow. So everyone's like, what the fuck is happening? And she stands up. And, and I'm yelling, Mary, go up. Mary, go yeah, up. Yeah, there you go. And the crowd freaks out and Rev stands there stunned. And I just wrote, wow, these people are so gullible. First of all. First of all, they've never seen these people before. So thank be you. Thank you. That's what I have here. Doesn't the town not recognize this woman? 
No, Aren't of they, like, they don't. Who is this woman? We know everybody. Yep. Okay. Now it's Sunday and church is letting out and Carolyn's like, I'm sorry there weren't more people here, Rev. But wait, can we also discuss that not only does he heal these people, but there's a whole choreographed soundtrack to it. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes. Because it's a play. It's a play. Mm-hmm. So at mass, I mean, nobody's showing up for Rev after this. <laughs> oh, that was too boring. And I can't say I blame them. Like, if I had to go to one, I'd be like, I don't want to go to that one. At least one is entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And Rev says, well, as long as people are getting their service somewhere, I'm okay with it. And they're kind of standing outside talking. But he's all mopey and pouty, and he won't even take supper with Ingles in. Nope. He's... Why... What mood do you have to be in to turn down Carolyn Ingles cooking? I mean, you have to be... I'd have to be Timmy having appendicitis on the <laughs> side of the road. Suddenly, a boy falls down in the schoolyard. It's Timmy. And he's been having <laughs> stomach cramps lately, but he's in terrible pain now. And I immediately said appendicitis. Mm-hmm. Doc rushes him back to his office where he tells Timmy's dad... This kid needs his appendix out. I'm like 90% sure. Now, we've never heard Doc make an accurate no, <laughs> diagnosis. We've never heard him be like, this is what you have to do right now. So I don't blame Timmy's dad for being like, mm. <laughs> but You're not sure, though, Doc. But, you know, just the mere thought of it is should be enough. But anyway. Well, but appendicitis is one of those things that, like, you can't fuck around with. You can't fuck around. So he tells you're, him. You're going to die. He tells him, here's the number of a surgeon in Mankato. You have to take him to Mankato. Right now. Right now. Leave right now. Leave right now. You could get there by the morning. And the dad's like, mm, can I just take him to the charlatan? Well, it's a few more hours. <laughs> Typically, I'd agree with that. But when you're talking about appendicitis, a few more hours is the difference between life and death. Yes. So Doc's like, or the dad says, the charlatan cannot, or no, Doc screams at him and says, the charlatan cannot cure appendicitis. And the dad's like, but he cured that woman and that crippled man. And then I wrote, Doc <sighs> says, we don't know if those people were even sick. That's not what he said. Okay. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Mimi's, you right. tell us. I think he said an alleged crippled woman. I just watched this. Like, I'm fresh on this. Okay. I literally just finished watching this like 10 minutes ago. Okay. Doc gets angry. No, I don't know. We'll check it out. Doc gets angry and says, you need to take this boy to someone who can help him. This is serious. And the dad is like, nope. Going to evil Rev. Yep. Okay. At the Ingles, Laura and Albert are, we just get a very quick scene where they are begging to go to the healing church. The kids are loving <laughs> this healing stuff. They're all over it. Charles lets them go. He's like, okay, whatever. Honestly, they're all over anything. Yeah. When anything I mean, happens. Think about how bored they are. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're at church and the, the Charlton's preaching and Doc is there. And suddenly Timmy cries out in pain in the crowd. The father asks for help, and the charlatan's like, okay, bring him up here. Bring him up here. So Baker runs up with them. <laughs> Baker's like, keeping up here's the what I have. Here's what I've written. This bastard knows he can't do this. He should be tried for manslaughter when this kid dies. I agree. I agree. The, the charlatan attempts to heal him, and Doc is looking on, and Doc's really pissed off. And the preacher does his thing. He, like, gets down crotch level with him. I'm not going to make a, a penis joke. He gets down crotch level with him, and he's like, I'm pulling out the pain. I'm pulling out the pain. Okay. 
Timmy suddenly seems to die, but then wakes up, and he's like, the pain's gone. And I have, this was an elaborate plan. Yeah, this was, (laughs) wow. (laughs) So now, Jen, we get a scene, and it is the showdown of reverence. (laughs) Rev Alden's sitting in church, minding his own beeswax, and this a-hole comes in. And it starts off nice enough, like Rev's like, I want to thank you for not holding your prayer meetings on Wednesday nights, because that's when I hold mine. And Charlatan's Uh like, it's okay, dude. That would be bad manners. Of course I'm not going to do that to you. This dickbag has come to propose to Rev that he's going to make Walnut Grove his home on a permanent basis. So in the winter months, he would like to share the church with Rev, maybe even conduct joint services. And Harriet Olson is 100% in favor of this. Jenny? Oh, my God. So I'd be like, what... Hey, I want to move to this town and move into your office. Sound good? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? It takes balls. Could you Mm. imagine what a a church service with the two of them would look like? No. Rev would just be standing there. (laughs) It would be a disaster. But Rev does a power move back. Yes, he does. Rev says, Mrs. Olson is an outstanding member of the community. Even though she hasn't been in church lately, he manages to slip that in. Uh, She cannot make laws by herself. So you know what? I'm appointed by the people, and I'm not going to share this pulpit with anyone. Motherfucker. I just have Rev Rev does a power move back. He's no dope. Well, at least in this episode. (laughs) Jen, did you get that he did a good day, sir? Yeah. Yeah. The charlatan starts to leave and turns around and says, oh, by the way. I'm adding a Wednesday service. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to bury Ooh. you. <laughs> the showdown of the revs. <laughs> yeah, Reverend Alden doesn't stand a fucking chance. Okay. Now we have competing Sunday masses. Because <laughs> what else is there to do? Aren't you so glad we did this episode? I love it. This is why I feel like someone needs to come to town and immediately open a saloon. Because they just all need something else to do. They need something else. The charlatan is welcoming the whole town into his tent. Meanwhile, at the church, it's looking real grim. It's It's the Ingalls, the Garveys, and Doc. Literally six people or seven people. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, is this pathetic mass of like, oh, no, as, as this pathetic mass of like seven people is ending, Timmy's father runs in looking for Doc Baker because guess who's not cured by the charlatan, Jen? Guess who's dying on the buckboard? He's like, he's out on my buckboard. I wrote, turns out kid's dead and we all know Doc's not going to do anything to try to save him. And I just have science versus religion, science one, religion zero. Science a billion, yes. The father freaks out. Now, this is where this gets real weird. The father freaks out and starts carrying the dead kid and marches over to the preacher's tent. I used my iPad and some of the autocorrects are really weird. (laughs) Okay. The dad literally picks up the kid, which I have to give this kid credit. He was getting all stiff. Yeah, that was good. It was like rigor mortising. Looked like a real corpse. And, um, he, and I have, I just have written, not really time for an I told you so, Doc, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude carries his dead kid into the tent and is like, you killed my son! And he he marches up the aisle, carrying the dead kid. And the preacher's like, oh, what do you want me to do about this? He's like, this is God's will. And Doc Bake starts freaking out and says, the boy died of a burst appendix, asshole, because you convinced him he was not in pain. But pain is the indicator of problems. Mm -hmm. So then Rev says, this is the greatest line of the entire episode. Rev goes, I demand to address this congregation before further (laughs) tragedies occur. I was like, why did he even ask? Why didn't he just start addressing, like, just start talking? What's he going to do? Jenny, you? you need to do this at your next staff meeting. I demand to address this congregation before further tragedies occur. Yeah, me, me and my giant staff of no one. <laughs> the preacher's like, no fucking way, dude. And then he tells Timothy fa- Timothy's father, look, I know your grief is bad right now, but Timmy's so super happy. He's like jumping around, skipping around because he's in heaven. So even as you're standing here holding this corpse, he's in heaven. And Timmy, I have don't get gaslit, Walnut Grove. Don't get gaslit. Well, Timmy's father goes, oh, okay. Oh, my God. Really, Timmy's dad? <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> Matthews, isn't he? Charles and Jonathan are looking at each other in the back like, what the fuck is happening? Then in a real weird move, Timmy's dad hands over the corpse of his son to the charlatan who then takes the corpse up on the stage and starts praying. Wow. Okay. Cut to Timothy's funeral, and Charlatan is given the funeral mask. He has uh, edged Rev out. That's unbelievable. I mean, Rev... What the fuck, Timmy's dad? Rev talks later about how he baptized this fucking kid. I know. He put in the time, but what's Rev doing? He's sulking by a tree. 
He was totally pouting by a tree. Mm-hmm. Then he goes and he goes to sulk in the church and Charles finds him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I have apparently there was a boat, but I think there was a vote. <laughs> it's always a fucking vote. So apparently there was a vote with a V, and now the charlatan is going to be in church with Rev doing a joint mass. Rev tells Charles, I'm fucking quitting. I'm leaving town, and I'm leaving on Saturday. And Charles tries to reason with them, and he's like, look... It was Timmy's dad who got him killed, not the charlatan. So, so Charles is right. Ultimately, it's Timmy's dad's responsibility. However, he was duped by this fucking charlatan. Is that the right word, charlatan? Mm-hmm. It is. You I looked, I mean? it, so I looked like... it up. If I'm using charlatan wrong, I apologize. But I looked it up, and it's like a pretender. Okay. Okay. Um, but Charles is right. It is the father. I agree. It was, but he was taken advantage of by this he charlatan. Was. He was. Rev throws a hissy fit and he's like, I'm fucking leaving and I'm leaving Saturday. And then he turns around and he says, good day, Charles. <laughs> Baby Rev is leaving on Saturday. <laughs> and I'm like, while, while Anna's away, is he just going to pack up their house and yeah, leave? Yeah, I don't know. So now we see the charlatan leave in town to attend a few shows he has lined up. And he says, think of them like one night stands. Did you catch that, Jen? Yeah, I caught that. Rev would never talk like that. How about Nels? Nels is the worst human being. (laughs) Would you say he's a Benedict Arnold? I would say he's a Benedict Arnold. Yep. I have an index card. On Benedict Arnold. I feel like we've done this already, but go ahead. No, we haven't. We haven't, but we're always saying, we're always calling people Benedict Arnold, but we haven't done an index card on it. You didn't walk me into that one, Jen. So I thought it might have been time for, because we're always saying that. And I mean, he is the most notorious (laughs) traitor in history, in U.S. history, right? Yes. Who, Who was Benedict Arnold? Benedict Arnold was an American military officer who served during the Revolutionary War. He fought with distinction for the American Continental Army, rising to the rank of Major General before defecting to the British side in 1780. In September of 1780, he secretly met with British Major John Andre to finalize plans for the surrender of West Point. Arnold had been stung by the Continental Congress decision to promote five junior officers ahead of him, and he believed fellow soldiers such as Ethan Allen and Horatius Gates had tried to smear his reputation and take credit for his successes. So he's, like, all bitter and jealous. Oh, he's bitter. Yep. The surrender of West Point would have been a major blow, but it unraveled after Andre was caught with incriminating documents. Mm. Arnold caught wind of the capture just in time to flee his command to flee his command and board the British ship HMS Vulture. He accepted a commission in the British military. Andre was hung. Wow. George Washington. Did you know George Washington plotted to have Arnold kidnapped? No. You don't fuck with George Washington. Oh, George Washington was a badass. <laughs> you don't fuck with George mm-hmm. Washington. Obviously, that never happened. He ended up, like, dying in Great Britain, but they never really liked him either. So, hmm. But, like, he was all pissed off because he didn't get promoted. Ends up being the most notorious traitor in American <laughs> history. Good job, dude. Good job, dude. That's what happens when you make a rash decision because you're pissed off. Yep. Think about, like, if he had his way, how history would have changed. Oh, my God crazy yeah okay so rev or now we have nels the benedict arnold <laughs> right harriet's like the the charlatans leaving and harriet's like when you get back you'll have your own church and nels just stands there, stands there. <sighs> later when 
when there are zero stakes and nothing can happen, mm-hmm. Nels tells Harriet he's not happy about this. And he only No, this is even after a vote. Yes. After, he voted vote. for him because Harriet wanted mm-hmm. him to. Nels is not voting his conflict. Harriet says he's gonna make the town famous and that's good for our business. Oh god. Oh boy. I mean she's not wrong. No. Jen. If you're looking at this from purely a like cost benefit analysis, <laughs> it's a good thing for their mm-hmm. store. Yeah. Jen, Charles cannot sleep. He has to he's sleepless and then heading to sleepy eye. <laughs> and he's drinking no sl- and he's drinking coffee. No sleep till sleepy eye. Guys, Charles is up in the middle of the night drinking coffee. Yeah, of course he okay. is. Carolyn comes out of the bedroom and she's got crisis hair. <laughs> Charles has his nightshirt unbuttoned. I was hoping for some shirtless Charles. Not going to happen. Nope. Uh, He's really upset and he's worried about the Rev. And he thinks this whole situation has drained the Rev of his faith. And Carolyn assures him he'll find it again. Meanwhile, Charles is like, I need to go to Sleepy Eye for delivery. When I get back, Rev Alden is going to be gone. Carolyn tells him, get to sleep. And he's like, let me finish this dose of mega caffeine and I'll be right into bed. All right. The next day we see Charles driving a sleepy eye. He arrives at night and while he's standing outside of the boarding house where he's staying, he hears the charlatan who's giving a a mass across the street. And guess what, Jen? Guess what? Same woman in the same wheelchair is asked, is being, is asked to be healed is asking to in be this, healed in the same shirt in the same shirt <laughs> can i just say that i'm like figure it out charles figure it out charles charles is like oh fuck he's using the same actors mm-hmm. charles turns to leave and he asks some dude where's the preacher setting up next and he says like you know down the road blah 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 whatever i have to say i was a little upset because he didn't blow a because it took so long to figure this out mm-hmm. and b that he didn't blow it up, but I'm like, he has a better plan. He has a better plan. He's he's doing a wait and see. Yep. So now he goes and grabs a horse, and the man, did you get this, that he's grabbing the horse from, tells him there's too many potholes? Yeah. He's not going to make it. Something's never changed, Jen. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> but to be, like, that's when the streets were made of dirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, potholes in a dirt road are real a real thing. They're in my dirt yeah. road all the time. So, Charles is like, there's a full moon. I'm driving all night. I have to get to the Rev. So, he goes into hero mode. Mm-hmm. So, he gets to Rev, and Rev cannot contain his smile. <laughs> I know. I know. So good. And he says, the charlatan probably uses these actors to get people to believe. And once they believe, they're, like, pseudo healed you know what i mean their mind plays tricks on them and they feel healed i thought do we even watch the same episode because i thought he was saying he uses the actors to get people to believe that he has the gift that he does have oh no i didn't read it like that but like he wouldn't be able to convince people of that unless they saw somebody getting healed but i'm saying to myself just heal someone then no he didn't say that he did not say that okay Jenny misinterpreted this. I apparently was not paying attention to this episode. I was watching it. So he says he knows real faith healers and has seen their miracles. And this guy's not one of them. That's what I'm saying. Like he still, like he still believes in this general concept. Yeah. That this is possible. Yep. That's the problem. 
is like they don't believe that it's not possible at all for anyone. Correct. That's why they're they're duped. Correct. Now they just realize, yes, any it is possible. This can happen, but this guy doesn't have that gift. And it's like, I don't know. Is that, have they made any progress? I don't know. I don't know. Charles, my social justice warrior, hubby, is pissed. Mm. He's pissed. And he said, Timmy would be alive today if it weren't for this asshole. Okay. I love how Walnut Grove, well, first, they're on their, you, you forgot that they're, the church council is on their way to the show. I got that. Okay. So the people heading out to see the Charlton now are Doc Baker, Timmy's dad, Charles, and the Olsons. They are I on think... a mission to bust this dude. And Rev said, I can't go because he's going to turn it around and make it look like I'm involved. I'm like, good. he's finally getting what's going yes. on. Yes, yes. Good move, Rev. Stay home. Now we're at the Charlatan's Mass, the new one. And, and Walnut Grove blows in into Act One. <laughs> they blow in. And they're laying low in the back. How about the gaslighting on Charles? I don't know who you are. Oh, my God. It was so great. <laughs> so the so they're in there and they see the act with the woman. And Timothy's father interrupts him. And he runs up there. And he's like, you killed my son. The dude's like, I don't even know who you are. And then Charles goes forward and he's like, I don't know who you are either. Who the fuck are these people? And then he realizes this is not going to work because the whole town's Charles there. is like, you don't know me? You don't know me. And he's like, nope, <laughs> nope. And then he's like, do you know these people? And then we see Harriet's face and she's like, you know me. Okay. Oh, boy. So Charles marches forward and he's exposing the whole scheme. And then in a baller move... He rips crutches off some dude. I loved yeah, it. That was good. And then he threatens to hit the, quote, blind woman with the crutch. I was like, do it, Charles, And she flinches, it. proving that she's not blind. And I wrote, this is everything I needed tonight. Mm-hmm. Guys, that ought to give you some insight into my weekend that this was the highlight. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was, the girls had their first semi, so I was, like, doing all that shit. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, it was a thing. I never realized, Jenny, how much I like public takedowns. Yeah, when people deserve it. Yes, when people deserve it. I love a good public takedown. Like Mary taking down, what's her name, uh, in Whisper Country, uh, Miss Peel. Miss Peel, Mm -hmm. yeah. The church realizes what's going on, and they're all like, we're out of here. Goodbye. Now we're back in Walnut Grove, and it's Sunday Mass, and the church is overflowing. And Rev begins confessing that he was jealous and he was hurt and he was guilty of the sin of pride. And he says that he realized he fucked everything up because he made it about him and not about God. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. We get a Laura voiceover that just says Rev remained our our reverend and that's it. I just have Rev, can you forgive all these hussies who now stand in this church because their preacher's gone? That's true, but don't forget he's married to a self-proclaimed Aussie. That's true. <laughs> he loves Aussies. That's true. Good point. All right, Jenny, whose fault is this? Let's unravel this. This is Harriet's fault. Is it Harriet's fault? She, she was just duped Charlatan. by him. She brought it. Well, I know, but like, she how she find these people? And how, she's always trying to like game the system and like you know just get get buyers into her town and. I don't know if she knew what he was or not, but, like, why are you just bringing these hussies into... Harriet, you already have a captive audience. You already have a monopoly. There's literally no other store in town. But she has to grow 
her customer base. Like, she can't just keep taking more and more and more money. You know how she'd grow because... that customer base? Open a saloon. There you go. Olsen yeah, Saloon. People come, people come from all over mm-hmm. to a saloon. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Johnny Cash is to blame for this somehow. Somehow. <laughs> He's still out there spreading the word that this is the most gullible <laughs> town in in Minnesota. And anybody who needs a quick take can just stop it. Who did you blame? I blamed... Timmy's dad, but you're right. It should have went further back. But I originally blamed Timmy's dad. <laughs> okay. Um, I just feel like I blame Harriet for everything, and I wanted to be different. But maybe Harriet is just to blame yeah. for everything. That's what I mean. Whenever there's something bad going down, trace it back to its core. Yeah, trace it back. All right, guys. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on a theme or a lesson or something we took from. The rewatch and we think about like how it manifested in our lives or some kind of life lesson that we took from it or how it tainted us in many ways. We call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? So this is a repeat, but it's so prevalent to this again. And it's just highlighting nope, the fact relevant, that this was driven. Relevant. What did I say? Prevalent. Prevalent. It's so relevant to this. What? It's relevant to this episode. Yeah, because it just... Or prevalent just, in this episode. So it just, it keeps driving home this point over and over again. Okay. All these shows. Okay. Um, this is why we don't trust anyone or anything ever, <laughs> no matter what. Because <laughs> we think every, every we're always being duped or so, there's some shady thing going on or, yeah, always. Yeah. Mine is very similar. I have, this is why, I don't know, education is so important. <laughs> because mean, the yeah. fucked up thing is, I feel like this could happen tomorrow. And in many ways, I feel like this is happening currently in and the it country. happens all over the place. Yep. There, it, well, and the funniest thing is, like, that's why I thought it was very interesting that he had, like, a whole staff, and like, a fancy wagon and stuff. Is Because it's like, you see that they're benefiting from this. There's, like, these mega churches with these pre- preachers today that yep. have these, like, billion-dollar homes and stuff. It's like, don't you understand what's going on here? Like, I know. they're benefiting off of your pain and agony and desperation. Like, if they were so religious they would live humbly they'd live normally yes they wouldn't live like this yes like they're oh my god it's just yeah it's very you don't need a billion dollar mansion you can have a normal house but i feel like this kind of setup has bled into our politics too yeah yep exactly like you have the state of i don't want to get into specific people you have certain states (laughs) That are the poorest in the country, that have the worst education systems, that have no infrastructure money invested in them, have nothing. And, like, their representatives, meanwhile, have made millions and millions mm-hmm. of do- millions mm-hmm. of dollars mm-hmm. outside of their salary. Yep. Because you don't make that kind of money working in Congress. Correct. Like, red fucking flag. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not a person with your best interest in mind. Right. A hundred percent, Jenny. Very well said. Jenny for president. 2024. <laughs> All right, Jenny, would you ever run for office? No. No, me either. I don't have the stomach for it. I couldn't do I it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I would. I don't know. I don't. It's scary to do today. Like, people. I think there's more of a chance of me running than you. People are being attacked. It's scary. But, like, now that this podcast is public, <laughs> neither one of us can run for office. Neither ever. one of us can run. They'll be like, they're a bunch of charlatans. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right, Jenny. So what do we have coming up next? Oh, we need to tell everyone what we're doing in December on our main feed. What? Oh, we, we actually had, had our meeting and we, we made some decisions. Mm-hmm. So we're not just like... So in this... Oh, my God. Come on. Seriously. In December. So we are going to do... So for our Christmas specials, we're going to do 8-Bit Christmas. Guys, if, that is a time capsule. If you have not seen the trailer for 8-Bit Christmas, you have to watch it. It's Doogie Hauser re re reminiscing and recalling the Christmas of I think 88 or 87 oh, when the Nintendo was out when Nintendo yeah. came out looks fantastic yeah so it's a it's a current film I think it's 2021 right yes it just came out yeah it's not even out yeah, yet so, it drops on Thanksgiving day so so we're going to do that as part of our time capsule series where we look at current media that's about the time period of Gen X so we're going to be doing that one on our main feed. And then uh, Christmas movie blockbuster Gremlins is going to drop on Patreon on the 23rd. I'm excited to watch Gremlins. That makes one of us. <laughs> I have not seen it in a very long time. And I love... For good reason. I love... What's his name? Gizmo. I Gizmo. love him. He's okay. so cute. He looks like a... Do you remember? What are those? What are those? Furbies? Yes. He looks like a Furby. Was he the inspiration for Furby? Maybe, probably. Maybe. All right, guys. So thanks for listening. If you haven't already, follow us on Facebook in the Mimi B group. We're there. We have fun. We, uh, I don't know, make fun of each other, fight, you know, do all those fancy things. We also make announcements like on what's coming up and we share links to where you can find things that we do. Um, Also, we're on Instagram at Gen X. This is why we are not really on Twitter. We have the handle reserved, but we don't do anything with it. (laughs) And um, visit our website if you want to join our Patreon service. All the links are in the show notes and on our website, genxsy.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.